Welcome to UP Tech Talk. This is Ben Kahn. I'm the Instructional Design and Technology Specialist at the University of Portland. My co-host Maria is out sick today with a sore throat. Feel better, Maria. We're thinking of you. Uh, And today I'm joined in the studio by Dr. Rebecca Smith, who's an instructor in our School of Education here at the University of Portland. Thanks for coming on, Rebecca. It's good to have you. Thanks for having me. So I wanted to have you on to talk about sort of a classroom initiative, or I don't know exactly what to call it. It's just a thing that you're doing, right? Yes. Um, And this is in your um, classroom teaching assessment and evaluation in inclusive classrooms in the Master of Arts program here, right? Master of Arts in Teaching, yep. Yes, okay. Mm -hmm. And this is called the Appy Hour. Can you just briefly kind of sum up what's the big idea behind the Appy Hour? Sure. So in our assessment class, um, we really focus on three main types of assessments. We do uh, pre-assessment, formative mm-hmm. assessment, and summative assessment, mm-hmm. and teach you know these teacher candidates how to do um, how to assess student learning in their classrooms in a variety of ways. And so my idea was that um, I wanted to make it fun and exciting and a little more interactive with the formative technology tools mm-hmm. because those are very prevalent in education today. They have a lot of benefits for making learning fun and engaging students. And so um, I I created this Appy Hour um, tool, I guess, mm-hmm. um, for, for my students to do where they they form, um, they work together in groups, small groups, and they have to teach our class a certain formative assessment technology tool um, mm-hmm. or app, so to speak. And so I model it the first time, and, and I do um, Socrative, which mm-hmm. is um, an app and a, and a website for doing quizzes or exit slips, or you can also play in-class games where, you know, there's teams and you can compete. Um, so it has a kind of a variety of formats. And so the way that Appy Hour goes is that the person teaching first engages the class as students. Mm-hmm. So the students take a quiz as a, as so, if they are right. my students. So the peers become the students. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. So the class is, um, takes the quiz, and it's just for fun, and mm-hmm. it's short. And it allows them to, to feel what it's like to be a student using sure. the app. And then we switch roles, and I teach them how to create a quiz in the app as a teacher mm-hmm. that then they can use, and hopefully they're creating something you know, relevant and useful that they can use the next day or the right. next week. Um, and it can be content-based, or it can also just be a community-building mm-hmm. fun thing or a review or an exit slip. So there's a variety of, of intentions behind the formative assessments. Sure, but yeah. So, like, thinking about the different kinds of assessment, then um, would you say that, like, these kind of technologies and apps, they mostly are really tailored for that formative assessment? Yes. The majority of them are, for sure. Mm -hmm. And there are, you know, tools and books out there that really push that this is the formative way to to assess students. However, they can be used as a pre-assessment very Mm -hmm. easily. And some of the apps are more catered towards data and like sure. can you can track your students especially if you upgrade to the paid version or your school That's always upgrades. the hook isn't it? <laughs> yes. But most of these are free apps that mm-hmm. are more used in the formative assessment realm. Gotcha. So it seems like t- the the tech tools sort of lend themselves especially well to that just because 
formative assessment is usually done when you're kind of like in the mix of the classroom and like doing activities and maybe there's a lot going on and like this way you get a chance for students to be able to kind of chime in and show what they know in a, in a fun sort of way. Yes. It's kind of a check-in, and um, it can also be used as a review for mm-hmm. students. Review games are really fun to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be hard to get the individual feedback, so that's why it's not um, It's not always, you know, the, it can't be the only way. We talk a lot about balanced assessment for and sure, yeah. using multiple forms, but it's a great way to promote, you know, collaborative learning mm-hmm. and in a fun environment. Gotcha. And so normally if you're thinking about taking these things into like a K-12 classroom or whatever, mm-hmm. these aren't graded activities or not like assignments or anything like that. Right, so for me, I, I give my students a participation grade for the class for participating and that's what I encourage them to do mm-hmm. for their own students, no matter what level. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, for in my class, the students, when they present, they get, um, a, that's an assignment grade, sure. that's a homework well, yes, grade and, right. and a presentation and all that. But but right, in their classrooms, it's it's definitely more of a check-in mm-hmm. to see how they're learning and to reinforce concepts or maybe to introduce new ones. Sure. And so for your students, as they're approaching this project, um, do you think that they're going out and like researching a bunch of tools or do they have one in mind that they want to share maybe or is it just kind of a mix? Right. Great question. So at the beginning of the semester when I start my course, I, I do Socrative for them and we, mm-hmm. we experience that. And then I provide a list of, I don't know, maybe 20 okay. different apps that they can choose from. And they, they, cho- they choose their groups based on the date they want to present mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And then um, they can bring new apps to me. I, I tell them, like, if you have another idea, something mm-hmm. you use in your classroom, that's, that would be great for us to learn, just, just pitch it to me. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm totally open to that. So my list has grown. Um, you know, it started pretty small based on my own resources and knowledge. And then, you know, they, they are always learning new apps, too, gotcha. from their students or from their own experience. I see. So you've grown kind of your, like, roster of just yes. from contributions of different students. I have too many now. I'm like, <laughs> There's a lot I can of them have happy hour every day for the There's whole year. There's a lot year. of them out there, I know, right? Um, so, so you're learning new tools as well um, that are brought in. Yes. So in terms of, so this is sort of an interesting question just from like a technology perspective. I'm just wondering, in a lot of these K-12 classrooms, there's like one-to-one programs or iPads or Chromebooks or things like that. Yes. How do you deal with that here at the university level? Because we don't necessarily have like a policy around that where we're issuing iPads to every student or everything. Um, are you finding that students are always bringing their devices and that you can count on that? Or are you like checking out um, laptop carts or things like that? Yes, that's a great question. Um, I find that all of my students do have their own, mainly laptops. Some use iPads, mm-hmm. but the majority bring a laptop to class. And that is a requirement to bring some type of device. Mm-hmm. And I make that clear the first day of class mm-hmm. and on the syllabus. But I I always write in the syllabus and tell them that if they if that's a financial difficulty for them, sure. that the um, help desk, you know, checks out computers for free for mm-hmm. students. And mm-hmm. so, um, this idea of technology in the classroom is definitely an equity issue, and we address sure. that in mm-hmm. class. Um, some of their schools are one-to-one. A lot of Chromebooks, a lot of iPad schools, mm-hmm. and most of the K-12 schools don't do uh, laptops. Sure. Usually they're you know, tablets of some sort. But yeah. 
Um, but some schools don't have that mm-hmm. access. And so that was a feedback um, criticism or critique I got sure. from my summer class saying, you know, my school doesn't have access to technology. It's a big effort for me to check out, you know, the cart or go to the computer lab. And mm-hmm. so this appy hour, you know, technology-based apps felt um, – like it was taking too much time. She said she would rather have. She wanted to um, focus elsewhere. Yeah, focus elsewhere or also broaden it to Mm. non-technology formative Mm -hmm. assessments, Yeah, which I thought was a great criticism. Um, However, I think this semester then I have reconsidered the way that I run it in my class and we don't do it quite as much. I've pulled back on the time I gave to it. But I do think that you have to accept that we're in the technology world right. and that kids are on their phones or, you know, computers or video games all the time mm-hmm. inside, outside the classroom. And so I really believe that in education, we have to say, like, these tools can be used for learning also right. and not just for entertainment or social, you know, networking or sure. whatever. Yeah. Right. You don't want to be the one that's kind of like putting your head in the sand and saying, like, no. well, there's no place for technology in the classroom. Exactly. You might feel like you're getting a little bit left behind there. Right. <laughs> so I kind of want to push my students to say, even if it's not maybe as convenient, they don't have one-to-one in their classroom, that, you know, then maybe you just need to plan once a month that mm-hmm. you're going to have this Kahoot, you know, yeah. game uh, to review. So <laughs> I know. Students love it. I know. So. Actually, adults love it, too. Have yes, <laughs> I know. I've played it, too. Yeah. Whenever we do it, it's really fun. Cool. Okay. Well, um, what, if any, kind of takeaways, because you did this for the first time over the summer, so it actually sounds like that was a good takeaway. Was there anything else that you kind of learned by seeing students kind of participate in this in this model? Yes. Um, I definitely, I think it's an inclination in our higher ed classes to, like, students were very comfortable presenting on it, mm-hmm. but it was hard for them to remember or to like incorporate like the actual doing it as far as um, having the students be the learners first Mm -hmm. and that happened just this this semester too the first group presented on um, Quizlet Mm -hmm. and they jumped right into like showing us how to use it from a teacher's perspective gotcha and here's all the things you can do and so it's fine that was fine for you know a learning, but I had to come back and say, you know, I really want us to do it as students first. I, yeah. We we have to feel it so we know what it's like to be a student learner right. um, before we we just use it as a teacher. So you're kind of emphasizing like this: sh- the use of the tool should be student centered, and we should consider that experience first and make sure that's good yes. before we learn how to use the exactly. tool. Exactly. Right? That's yeah. a great. That's a great point. So the the next group that just did last week, they did. Um, it's called Factile, mm-hmm. and it's basically Jeopardy. Okay. And so it was um, it was really fun. They, they created a Jeopardy game based on our class content, so it was all about assessment. Mm-hmm. And they used our textbook for their questions, and we had uh, teams, and and it was it was just fun. Like, we did it as students first. And cool. so that's really important, I think, um, t- so that we can see both sides and yeah. make sure that the learning is really happening. Awesome. Um, and so in general... Uh, you would say that the reaction from the students was positive about learning about these tools? I think so. In the summer, I gathered a lot of feedback Mm -hmm. throughout the summer about Appy Hour um, and made adjustments as I went along. And then for this semester, um, we do it about every other week. 
instead of every class because the, the semester is also longer. Yeah. yeah. But um, but I've also, yeah, I, I feel like the students, um, they get excited about it. Mm-hmm. In the summer class, I think it might have been the timing of the class, but they actually brought in apps, or, or I'm sorry, um, yeah, apps, like appetizers. Oh. Because <laughs> like, I was like, like I if you want. Was, I misunderstood the assignments. It, right. I'm like, it's not happy hour. Like, we're not going to be, you know, mm-hmm. drinking. But mm-hmm. if if you want to bring snacks, that's fine. And then someone was like, let's bring apps. And they were super excited. And yeah. so they would bring in food. Yeah, and yeah. it was it was a really fun, festive environment. During the school year, you know, it's a little different. My class, my students come from teaching all morning. Right. Um, they already ate mm-hmm. <laughs> lunch, <laughs> so they come at one, and they're tired, mm-hmm. and um, they get engaged. Like, it's fun. We do it at the beginning of class. Mm-hmm. And I did, uh, in the summer, I kind of, like, I, I tried out, you know, beginning of class, end of class, middle of class. And I, I got, got feedback on that, too. And people liked it at the beginning as sure. kind of a starter. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Because it is, like, fun. It kind of forces everyone to come out of their shell a little bit. And it's, you know, they're in kind of inherently social yes. experiences. So And it's super nice for me. Like, mm-hmm. I love when I can turn my classroom over to my students, especially mm-hmm. because my students are all teachers. Sure, yeah. And so it's really fun to see them teaching. And they, they kind of transform mm-hmm. into their teacher voice and cool. their teacher they, they like wear appropriate, you know, teacher clothing and mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just, you know, you kind of see them in a different way and you're like, yeah. oh, now I know how it feels to be a student in your class. Wow. And I can give them that feedback and be like, it's really fun to listen to you. You're, uh-huh. you're really engaging. Your voice is really, you know, whatever they, their strengths are, mm-hmm. they kind of come out I see. in their own teaching. And that's really fun to see. Awesome. Um, well, yeah, I have to admit I was... Um, since I have Moodle access, I was lurking in your class a little <laughs> bit, and I looked at some of the forums where people were sharing uh-huh. what they'd done, and they had some really great um, contributions, and they were actually making guides about how to use the different apps, and it was just really cool to see. So um, I think great job with Appy Hour. Oh, I hope to see it continue and, and for other people to help kind of learn from what you're doing as well. Thanks. Um, Okay, so I think we're going to move on to the next segment of the show. We normally do what I call the app pick of the week, where we just choose like a smartphone app or a gadget or whatever that Uh um, has kind of like been fun for us over the last weeks or months. Um, But since we're talking all about assessment apps today, I thought we could do an assessment app of the week. Um, So did you have one that you learned about that you especially liked or you have one that stands out to you as your favorite? Sure. So last week, um, my students did Quizlet, mm-hmm. and they also did it in the summer. And this seems like a really great formative app for teachers, and it has a lot of variety in it. You can do, um, you can do movies, maps. You can do matching. Mm-hmm. It's really great for foreign language classes because they have flashcards, sure. and so you can do a lot of the drilling um, with the flashcards. You can also do. They presented like. Um, a picture of maybe a uh, dining room. And so then you can label in, in another language, mm-hmm. label all of the parts of the dining room. Yeah. And so it's kind of like practicing vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can create quizzes and then you can also use quizzes that other users have created. And so right. you can sort of search in their... So you don't have to start from scratch with... No. Yeah. And you can edit those as well. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, there was just a lot of variety. It can be a little overwhelming, I mm-hmm. guess. That could be one of the criticisms of it. But um, but I think it, it allows teachers to have, um, you know, 
to diversify their assessments in a creative way for students. Sure. And I think students just even use that on their own, too, just as like a more efficient way rather than like writing out 500 uh, note cards. Like I know in our school of nursing, that one's pretty popular. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Classes where there's like remembering a lot of like. I don't even know the terminology. I'm going to mess it up if I try. <laughs> um, but in the pharma class, I know that's that's a popular one. I so, bet. Yeah. That makes sense. Cool. Well, that's a great pick. Um, I think I am going to pick Kahoot. Mm-hmm. I've probably done that one in the past, mm-hmm. but it's just so much fun. Um, it's why I've even used it for like workshops as kind of an icebreaker mm-hmm. and things like that with adults. Just um, if anyone that doesn't know, Kahoot is, is basically like a little quiz kind of game where people can answer questions from their smartphones or their computers. Um, but it keeps track of how quickly you answer and it gives you points for the right answer and how fast you answer. So it becomes kind of this competition and you'll see people like get really mad that they fall behind a little bit in the timing. They're like, next time I'm going to answer faster than you. Yes. So it it's gets just, pretty intense. It gets intense. So that's one to be careful with, but yes. it is, it is a lot of fun. But it is fun. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, that's pretty much going to do it for UP Tech Talk podcast, uh, the podcast where you explore the use of technology in the classroom, one conversation at a time. Um, you can visit our website at sites.up.edu slash tech talk. If you're on social media, you can find me at the Ben Khan. Um, that's T-H-E-B-E-N-K-A-H-N on Twitter. You can also follow Maria at Herb Farm. That's E-R-B-F-A-R-M. And Rebecca, I know you're on Twitter as well. Would you like to share your handle? Sure. It's Rebecca A.D. Smith. Awesome. Well, thanks so much again for coming on. It was a lot of fun talking to you. Yeah, it's great. And for listeners, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. UP Tech Talk is a bi-monthly podcast with co-hosts Ben Kahn and Maria Erb of Academic Technology Services and Innovation that explores the use of technology in the classroom. One conversation at a time. We invite you to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Apple Podcasts or Google Play Music. To continue the conversation with us on social media, you can find Ben on Twitter at TheBenKahn and Maria at HerbFarm. If you'd like to hear more episodes, please visit our website at sites.up.edu slash tech talk. And browse our archives for dozens of episodes featuring great conversations with our UP faculty guests. Mm-hmm.